Hot Fire. This is Fred Ottman, Tugboat Typhoon. This is Voice ISAAC Dollar Sign. This is the Callahan Death Machine and the Draw and the face of Impact Wrestling, Sandy Callahan. This is the AirPod God MLW star, Richard Holiday. And you're listening to. And you're listening to. And you're listening to Broken But Glorious. Broken But Glorious. Broken But Glorious. Yeah. So, hello everyone. It's Stephen Jackson, aka DJ215, here again with another fight review. I'm back. I'm sorry I wasn't available last week, um, things got in the way so I wasn't able to record an episode of the podcast, but I'm back this week with my latest fight review, so um, I hope everyone's enjoyed a little breakaway, and yeah, I'm going to get straight into it, so the show I'm going to be reviewing today, it was a show which took place last week, which is Impact Wrestling's Under Siege special, um, it was really, really fun actually, there was a lot of matches what took place, there was a lot of stuff what happened, and I'm just going to get straight into it. So the first match which was on the show was between Brian Myers and Black Tarus. And Black Tarus was brought out to the ring with uh, his Decay members of Crazy Steve and Rosemary. And this was really good. You know, I love the entrance what um, Decay and Black Tarus have. I love that visual of the shadows and Black Tarus coming out of the uh, smoke and stuff. It looks brilliant. And yeah, this was a fun match, you know, it was only short and sweet, but it was a great way to start the show. There was a beautiful backbreaker at one point from Black Tarus. I love the way Black Tarus moves. I think he's one of the best luchadors in the world today. He's very reminiscent of uh, La Parca in that he's a lot bigger, but he can move like a cat. He's so speedy and so um, versatile. And the um, there was also a point in the match where um, he delivered a beautiful-looking corkscrew crossbody to Brian Myers, who got a close two-count as well, which looked awesome. Um, one of the cool little spots in the match as well from Brian Myers was... I really like Brian Myers, actually. He's grown on me a lot, actually, and I think one of the things is, is he's come out of the shadow of being Kurt Hawkins in WWE, and I really like his current work. I think he's really, really good at the moment in Impact, and I really like this sort of persona of being the you know professional wrestler and the professional, and there was a particular moment or spot in this match where he ran through the ropes and he did sort of a, a, a backslide uh, sorry a baseball slide uh, taking down Black Tarusa's legs which I thought was a really cool little um, way to take down the legs and a bit a bit unique and different and original so I thought that was really cool the way he sort of did that um, there was an awesome Inseguri as well from Brian Myers he's so versatile actually you wouldn't think he could do all this stuff but he hit a beautiful Inseguri onto um, onto Black Tarusa and then the win came from so Black Tarusa had gone into the uh, turnbuckle and then Brian Myers came and he took him out of the corner and then landed a massive lariat and he got the um, got the win. And uh, yeah, this was good. You know, this was, as I just said, it was a fun little start to the show. Um, I liked how um, it sort of allowed Brian Myers to show more of his current persona. And seeing Black Tarus in there is always good stuff as well as with, uh, with Decay. I think Decay is a great stable and he fits in perfectly. So this was a really good, fun start to the show. Definitely delivered. So the next match we had was between uh, Kimberly and Susan against Tinel Dashwood and the returning Taylor Wilde. Yeah, this was this was okay. 
it, it was all right. You know my thoughts on the Tanel Dashwood thing. It's not really my cup of tea, the whole gimmick. Um, there was Caleb with a K on the outside as well. Um, I like Kimberly and Susan, though. I think they're a really good duo. And either if they are in a tag match like this or coupled with their um, leader, Diana Perazzo, I think that they always deliver great stuff, especially Susan. I think Susan's one of the most versatile women in wrestling today. And this current persona she's got is brilliant. And, you know, there were some cool little bits, though, in this match. There was a really nice... Um, spinning kick from Kimberly, um, which looked awesome. There was also some really vicious looking punches in the corner to the stomach of um Taylor Wilde from Kim uh, from Susan, sorry, which looked great as well. Um there was a big backbreaker at one point. Uh there was a big superplex from Susan which then led into her going into the cover on um Taylor Wilde, which Susan sort of came up from the canvas and was cheering, saying that she'd won, and her expression sort of told the whole thing. And I just thought it was really funny. It just really made me laugh because she's got such an expressionate face. Um, and then what led into the finish was that um, Caleb actually hit um, Susan with a big kick from the outside um, as he was on the on the outside for the match uh, to Nell Dashwood's. Um, second, and he he basically won the match for um, for Tanel Dashwood and Taylor Wilde, and then uh, Tanel Dashwood and Taylor Wilde had a selfie taken with Caleb for the sort of finish of the match to you know celebration. It was okay this match, you know, it, it wasn't as good as the opener, but it was okay. It it, it definitely progressed the story. It was a story match, but I really liked seeing Kimberly and Susan in there because they always deliver in great ways. And then the next thing on the show was a promo from Sammy Callahan, who, um, unfortunately, this promo, I get what they're going for with the whole Sammy Callahan thing of being kind of like the, the hacker and being all this, but it, it, it was just really, really badly um, dubbed. Like, I couldn't, it was too distorted. Like, I know what they were going for, but the effects just really, I couldn't understand a lot of what Sammy was saying. Um, I caught bits about Kenny Omega, I caught bits about sort of like the Forbidden Door and New Japan and AEW, but it was such a shame because this sounded like it was going to be, from what I could catch and what I could hear with Sammy, it sounded like it was going to be a really good promo. He always delivers on his promos, and I just thought that the actual um, effects hindered this from being able to be heard so it was a bit of a shame so if impact are listening the next time you do any of those kind of promos maybe just tailor it down slightly just so then we can hear what was being said because it was it was a shame like i had to try and grasp it and you know i don't really want to have to you know listen to a promo two or three times to try and grasp what was saying um but you know it was for what it was i gather you might have a different opinion if you're listening but you know i couldn't really get ahead in the tail of what really Sammy was saying so maybe if you listen you might be able to tell me in uh, in the comments or on twitter um because i got lost um so then the next match what we had was a number one contenders match for the impact tag team championships which featured a Madman Fulton and Ace Austin against Triple XL of Larry D and AC Romero, Rohit Raju and Shira, and then TJP and Petey Williams were the last team in this um, fatal four-way um, match. 
this was, you know, crazy stuff. You know, this again is one of those matches where, much like a lot of these multi-man matches in Impact, there was so much going on that trying to catch it all in note form was, you know, nigh on impossible. But, you know, there was a great point where um, Petey Williams got a tree of war, his signature tree of war, and then, you know, put his... Um, Put his foot onto the um onto the nuts of uh, Raju, and then uh, was followed by a super kick to his legs, which looked great in the Tree of War. Um, there was a a spinning suplex from Raju, which got a close two count, which looked brilliant on TJP. The way he did that, the velocity of it looked brilliant. Um, there was also a beautiful neck breaker following that, which looked great. Um, there was also at one point Larry D and um. Larry D and AC Romero took out um uh they took out a Madman Fulton so they took him over the top rope and they they just took him out because he was on like a house of fire so that was exciting to see that you know those big guys going at it and and Madman Fulton in this match whew, this guy I mean he's he's awesome as it is but he was delivering you know big shots he was taking he was delivering some big slams. You know, he was running about like a cat. You know, he was doing great stuff in this match with Ace Austin. And him and Ace Austin have great chemistry, you know. And they actually got the win. So the win came um, to what happened is that um, they hit a, um, they had Raheat and then they had a close two count with a, it was like a big knee, but then that was followed by a big lariat. And then they had a tilt the world um sort of black hole slam-esque move which was followed by a, a splash from ace austin so madman fulton had gone down onto the um onto the canvas and then ace austin ran and jumped and then he hit a splash and then that got the pin for ace austin and for um madman fulton against the rest of the opponents um really really good stuff this you know um i thought that uh TJP and Petey Williams didn't get as much offence in as I was hoping, but we did see a couple of bits and pieces there. But this match was all about, you know, Madman Fulton, I think. I think Madman Fulton definitely, you know, I've got great things, nothing but great things to say about him, and this was definitely an awesome showcase for him and Ace Austin. And it'll be exciting to see them go for the Impact Tag Titles at some point as well, hopefully at Slammiversary or if not um, against all odds. So, yeah, this was really fun. Um, really like this one. Uh, that, that was followed by a promo from Fire and Flavor, who again are a tag team I've got a great, I'm a great fan of. You know, Kira Hogan and uh, Tasha Steeles. I think they're great. Um, they were saying that they were coming to kill recent tag team champions uh, Rachel Ellering and Jordan Grace, who recently beat them for the Impact Knockouts tag titles, and that they were going to bow down to them as they were going to become two-time knockout tag team champions, which I thought was um, great. You know, great promo, full of full of passion and full of, um, you know, attitude, which was really, really cool. I think they're a great bounce off one another, and I think they really work well. Tasha Steeles is one of the best promos, I think, in Impact. I think she delivers every time, and her passion just shines through everything, so it was great, this little uh, segment. And then the next match we got was between Willie Mack and W. Morrissey. The name W. Morrissey, for some reason, I just can't take it seriously. It's Big Cass, you know, <laughs> W. Morrissey. You know, he wasn't there. I am just always think of Morrissey, the singer, you know, with the Smiths. Um, I, I, Yeah, you know, this was this. And to be fair, I'm not a massive fan of, you know, Big Cass. I never really have been. You know, I get it, but nah, it's not really for me. Um, this match was okay. 
you know, I, I think more... I love Willie Mack. I think Willie Mack is one of the best storytellers in wrestling. And by that, he's able to sell so well at what he's... Every wrestler he faces, he sells everything with his face and everything with his body language. He's fantastic. And this was no different. There was one point where Willie took a really vicious, nasty bump to the to the floor from the apron. Um, so Morrissey hit a running boot. And then Willie Mack went over um, on his. Uh, he did a roll out to the floor on his on his back, um, uh, and he, he just hit the back of his neck and his head, and it looked vicious. Um, a really scary bump, if not done right, um, and hit the back of his shoulder and stuff. It looked scary, um, and then from there it kind of became that um, you know Morrissey was just beating down. Um, William Mack throughout the whole thing. He kept going into the ring and then he was taking it out into the ring. So then, you know, there was shots onto the guardrails and shots onto the um, onto the posts and things. It, w- it was okay. You know, I wouldn't say it was an extended squash, but it was definitely um, a way to get Morrissey a lot of um, momentum. There was one point where Willie hit a beautiful flying clothesline, which got a one count, which then Willie... She was shocked at. But then that was followed by Morrissey getting the win with a massive again, much like Madman Fault, and a huge black hole slam. And then he hit this, he lifted him up and then he hit a boot to the back of Willie Mack's head, which kind of, I don't know, I think the black hole slam kind of told the story. I don't think you needed a big boot to the back of the head personally. I mean, that's me just being a bit pedantic, who knows. It was okay. And then Morrissey got a chair and he was about to go and attack Willie Mack further, but then Rich Swan. Um, Willie Mack's good friend came out and, you know, made the save and then Swan chased off Morrissey and out of the ring. Um, it was okay. You know, th- th- this was definitely playing into a match later on between Morrissey and Swan and it was okay. You know, not my favourite match on the show, let's put it that way, but props to Willie Mack and, and to Morrissey for telling a good story, so let's put it that way. Um, and then from there, we then got a montage um, before the uh, knockouts tag team title match really really cool you know i think the way they did these video packages and impact are great and this was no different really got to know the story of fire and flavor and uh, jordan grace and rachel ellering and how ellering was trying to get the fire out of jordan grace and how she was trying to get her to you know propel all of her adrenaline and her aggression into fire and flavor so yeah this was this again this was a great match you know i thought this was fantastic i thought the storytelling elements in this were brilliant and I thought the actual chemistry all four wrestlers shared was phenomenal. You know, you got to see a trio of waist lock body slams, deadlift body slams from Jordan Grace early on to um to Tasha Steeles, which looked crazy. I thought they looked awesome. Um Rachel Ellering hit a big throw followed by a big sent on, which got a close two count onto Kira Hogan. Um, and then we got a double stomp neck breaker, which got a close two count as well from Fire and Flavor, which looked brilliant. Um, we had an ace crusher on Twellering, and then she was unable to make the tag. So there was a lot of stuff going on in this one. Jordan Grace hit a beautiful looking blue thunderbomb. 
um, on tour. I believe it from if I remember rightly, it was um, again Tasha Steele's. That looked awesome, and that got a close two count. And you could see the fire coming later on from Jordan. It looked awesome. Um, and then there was a great little spot where we had a code breaker followed by a spine buster followed by a DDT followed by a sling blade from all four competitors so they were all down which looked great as well from each of the teams which I thought was a really cool little way to get them all involved and really worked well and then the finish was great as well so uh, Rachel Ellering got taken out on the outside by uh, Kiera Hogan with a um, slice of bread when she ran up the ring post, which looked awesome. And then uh, um, Jordan Grace was going to try and go for a um, Vader bomb, but that got countered. And then uh, Tasha Steeles threw her off the um, turnbuckle and then she hit a big fog splash, did um, did Tasha Steeles and got the win for Fire and Flavor. Um, it was great and become the knockout tag team champions, the new knockout tag team champions. It was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant this match, loved it. I thought that this was a really great classic tag team match and they both told a great story, great spots, great energy. Yeah, I thought this was fantastic. Props to all four of them because they told a great story. Um, and definitely would love to see them go at it again because I thought all four of them, you know, I could watch them wrestle, you know, every day for the next month. I thought it was that good. I thought it was awesome. Um, and then we've got a segment in Swingers Palace, which is, you know, a backstage segment. Yeah, this was, you know, nothing really much to say about this. Simon Diamond was just being Simon Diamond. Triple XL came in and then they were basically asked to leave by Simon Diamond because they, they dissed him because the only reason he got anywhere was because of Johnny Swinger. So then Hernandez kind of saw off Triple XL. Yeah, it, it was where it was. I don't know. It's not really my kind of thing. Um but there you go, you know, it is what it is. Um, and then we come into this next match, which was awesome, which was the X Division title match between El Fantasmo, ELP, the challenger against Josh Alexander, the champion. Wow, this was brilliant. This match was absolutely fantastic. This built and built and built and built and built. The way both men played off one another was fantastic. We had beautiful backbreakers. ELP kept going up to the top with his um, antics with the arm, um, the old school, and you know he hit a great looking head scissors, reminiscent of Eddie Guerrero as he often does. And then he hit a beautiful. Um, he got hit though. Sorry, he got countered by um, Josh Alexander with a beautiful slam, which looked great. Um, there was again the tree of war spot similar to Peter Williams from ELP just taking, you know, just being cocky essentially and just thinking he's going to get through it and he's not going to, you know, touch the sides, Josh Alexander, but, you know, that was anything. But we had a brilliant moment where um, there was a, an elbow and punch battle and that was led into a big boot which got a close two count. We had a small package which was then countered into an ankle lock, which is Josh Alexander's finisher, but then that was countered. So then ELP came along and he hit a crossbody followed by a lion salt, which got a close two count. And then ELP then went and he hit this kind of aeroplane spin sort of DVD Death Valley driver-esque move, which again got a close two count. Um, and, and then there was a great-looking... Um, German suplex and crossbody to the outside by Josh Alexander, which looked 
picture perfect. You know, it was beautiful. And the best, most exciting part of the match for me was that Josh Alexander went up to the top, ELP followed him, and he hit this massive top rope, Hurricane Rana, which looked beautiful. It looked absolutely beautiful. And then that was followed by a big frog splash, which was about three quarters of the way across the ring. The elevation ELP got, and that was a close two count as well, which Alexander kicked out of. That looked fantastic. And then there was a close jackknife power, um, sorry, not power bomb, sorry, um, pin but then um josh alexander countered it and then he got the um ankle lock locked in and then he hit a deadlift backbreaker did josh alexander followed by more of the ankle lock and he grapevined it after kicking el fantasmo in the head um so he, he kicked el fantasmo in the head and then he grapevined it to get more torque on it and then he'll uh, elp had to kick out fantastic I've probably overdone this match talking about spots in it, but I don't care because I thought this was brilliant. Match of the night by far. This was amazing. Um, definitely want to see these two go at it again. The The thing was as well is the contrast in both men's personas was so perfect here and Josh Alexander's so serious and ELP's so cocky. They just played off one another perfectly, you know, and, you know, it, it was definitely a match which... Had a crowd been there, would have been even more exciting because they would have built up and built up and built up. And I hope that we'll be able to see this match again with a crowd there. Because even in Japan, it'd be fantastic. Love this thing. So yeah, nothing bad to say about this one. Match the night by far. And if you get a chance, definitely watch this match because it, it deserves to be seen because it was brilliant. Um, and then from there, we then got a promo leading into the match later on from Finn Juice with Eddie Edwards. Um, and Eddie Edwards said that they were under siege, were impact from Don Callis and Kenny Omega, um, and that, you know, they were trying to handcuff impact into a new awakening, as he put it. But um, he wasn't going to let that happen over his dead body, and that he much preferred the way Finn Juice had done business, where they came in, you know, they'd been respectful and they'd done everything. Really cool choice of words here. Eddie's always kind of, you know, his promos have really, really improved, and I thought this was really cool how it, you know, lent into the show name and everything. I thought it was really cool. I really enjoyed this little promo. And Finn Juice were really entertaining as well, as always. You know, Juice Robinson, you know, he's one of the most charismatic wrestlers today, and um, he definitely, you know, was firing up the crowd and the people at home you know saying that they were going to kick omega and um the good brothers asses and stuff so yeah it was really good and um that was followed by the knockout title match which was between diana perrazzo and havoc so this was all about diana perrazzo trying to get havoc down so then she could hit the um lock in the arm lock she had kimberly and susan on the outside who were sort of distracting um, havoc throughout the whole thing this was short and sweet and it was what i loved about this was diana perrazzo is one of those classic champions in the very she, she reminds me very much of a nick bonk bockwinkle sorry who don Callis ironically mentions later on in his entrance for kenny omega but she's very uh, methodical she works a very classic wrestling style and champion style you know she doesn't stray away from the psychology of going for the arm and throughout the whole match she was working down the arm whether it was through kicks whether it was through 
punches, whether it was through getting Havoc into the ring post or on the ring ropes. It was all about the arm. And Havoc, you know, was trying to fight off her getting to the arm. And she just came up with all these different ways. But then, you know, the will just gave in. And what happened was was that um, after Havoc had hit um, a big... Well, she got her in a Boston leg crab and she'd hit a big splash. What happened is, is that... Um, Diana Perazzo actually kind of ran up the ropes through the turnbuckle and then came down onto the ring, the canvas, with her arm lock and then um, Havoc was locked, basically. She couldn't get out and then that got the win for Diana Perazzo with the arm lock. It was, it was a short match. It was a good match. But what I loved about this was that this is how you make a strong, solid champion who is a heel in that i'm the best in the world at what i do nobody can beat me with what i do i may have people on the outside but i'm still going to be able to beat you fair and square with my tactics and that's what she did and she keeps doing that and this was a brilliant example of that from diana perrazzo every match i've seen has been fantastic and this was no different she can wrestle anybody and make it magic and this was the same again you know, I think the dynamic as well of the bigger Havoc and the smaller Diana definitely played well into this match as well. So, yeah, loved this one. I thought this was great. And then from there, we then came into the next match, which was the semi-main event, which is the six-man tag match between Finn Juice of David Finlay and Juice Robinson with Eddie Edwards against the Good Brothers of Doc Gallows and Kyle Anderson against their their tag team partner, um, the god of pro wrestling, the current Impact World Champion, AEW World Champion, TNA World Champion, and Triple A Mega Champion, Kenny By God Omega. Sorry if you're listening, Don Callis. I didn't do that as well as you did. I. Um, but again, great opening package for this one, hyping up this match. Kenny had all his belts with him. He looked great. Don Callis is the best manager slash associate in wrestling today. Him and Paul Heyman would have a field day on if they were allowed to have Kenny Omega and Roman Reigns facing one another in a match. They are perfect. And Don Callis is perfect for Kenny Omega. He has developed him so much in terms of charisma and in terms of character. It's unbelievable. And Don Callis, the invisible hand, has a lot of hand, no pun intended in that, with, with me, I believe. And, you know, this match was all about, um, you know, just... Kenny Omega didn't come in very much but when he did come in it was like a big deal you could tell on commentary that again whenever he's in they just make it a big deal which was great but it was definitely all about um, it was definitely Finn Juice and the Good Brothers who were in there and they had great chemistry you know David Finlay had some beautiful European uppercuts um, uh, Juice Robinson hit some great looking um, kicks and some great looking slams onto the Good Brothers Doc Gallows came in and did his big punches in the corner and he did his big you know boots and Carl Anderson you know he took the bumps and he did his bit Kenny Omega and Eddie Edwards had a little bit of interaction so there was a couple of kibashi chops and then Kenny Omega got hit with a, um, a thunder um, a blue thunder bomb and also got hit with a tiger driver for a close two count from Eddie Edwards, which was great. Um, David Finlay hit a big crossbody as well, which looked beautiful. 
And one of the coolest spots as well was where um, Kenny Omega had um, Doc Gallows on his back in a piggyback position, and then he slammed down onto David Finlay, and then they almost got the win, but then they jumped in and they stopped that from happening, so that was great. A trio splash, basically. Oh, sorry, onto um, Eddie Edwards. I, I do apologise. It was Eddie Edwards, not onto David Finlay. Um, we had a V-trigger from Kenny Omega as well, followed by a Snapdragon suplex, which just looks fantastic. There was a double suplex onto Doc Gallows, which looked brilliant from Eddie Edwards and from um, Juice Robinson. And then the win actually came following uh, a Boston knee party onto Carl Anderson. So I didn't expect this to actually be a win for Finn Juice and Eddie Edwards, but it did. So then they got the victory for the um, for the Impact team, essentially, for the Impact Tag Team Champions and for Eddie Edwards. This was really, really fun. You know, um, great little six-man tag team match. You know, it, it delivered in every way. It was meant to, told a great story, loved the um i love finn juice i think finn juice are awesome and i think you know the good brothers are awesome the interaction between eddie edwards and kenny omega definitely will play into something later on down the line i feel so i thought this was really really good um and a really fun semi-main event i was actually surprised this was the semi-main event i believe this was going to be the main event but the that was taken by another match which was a number one contender's six-man scramble main event for the Impact World Championship. So whoever won this match became the number one contender for the Impact title. So the six men involved were Sammy Callahan, Moose, Chris Saban, Trey Miguel, Chris Bay and Matt Cardona. So on Impact, they had won a series of matches, each of them, to put themselves in this match in the main event. Um, yeah, the thing I think the thing with this match was that when you're coming in after you've had a match like the the six-man tag, it's very hard to kind of keep the momentum going. Um, and I, I think after you'd had a six-man tag, putting on a sort of a six-man scramble was a strange match to finish the show on. Um, I don't know, like the part in me, the you know, fan in me, I enjoyed it. But yeah, I was kind of thinking this could have been the semi-main event and then played into the main event, maybe the other way around. Because what happened was later on in this match, after a lot of action, what took place, there was a lot of super kicks, there was a lot of drop kicks. Um, Trey Miguel looks... He, Trey Miguel was the star of this match for me and he still is, you know. I mean, he is going to be something. I love Trey Miguel. I want him to be Impact Champion at some point um, or Impact... Yeah, just Impact Champion, I think he's awesome. Um, I think he's got such great charisma to him. But he did the John Cena pumping it up spot, which I thought was really cool. So him and Chris Bay hit a double toe pick on helos on the outside to the opponents, which I thought was great. Um, but what happened later on, after um, there was a lot of the, after a great little moment where um, Chris Bay was caught in the um, Tree of War, uh, Chris Saban hit a crazy looking kick and Trey Miguel hit a massive coast to coast um, and Moose hit some crazy drop kicks in this match Moose was on fire you know he, he Moose is he doesn't do a lot when he's in the ring or in matches like this but what he does do everything has a purpose and everything Moose did in this match had a purpose and everything was just on point and perfect and he hit so many great drop kicks in this match. It was brilliant. And so many great moves. And his face was perfect and his expressions. But what it was was that later on in this match, Sammy Callahan got um 
he got a chair and he hit Chris Bay. And from what I gathered as this match went on, what Sammy Callahan was trying to say in his promo earlier in the match was that he was a threat to Kenny Omega, but you couldn't really grasp it, like I said, because of the distortion. So Gallows and Anderson came out just as Kenny o sorry, just as Sammy Callahan was about to get the win because they didn't want him to face Kenny Omega later down the line because he was a threat to him. So and it played into kind of a little bit of interaction between him and Don Callis. So then that then opened up the ring and that allowed Moose then to um, take out uh, Chris Saban, basically. So he took, Moose took out Brian Hebner from the ring. So then he didn't get the pin, uh, Chris Saban. So then Moose went back into the ring and then he hit a spear onto Chris Saban's knee, which had been um, surgically repaired, and another knee to cut him down to size, and then he hit a big spear to then get the win. Um, and then that was the win. And this was a good match, you know. I just don't feel this match was a main event match. I think also the issue for me was that there was a lot of multi-man matches at different points in this match, and coming in after a six-man tag to then put on a um, six-man scramble, it, it just felt a little bit strange to me. Um, not that this was a bad match and I got the purpose of it. I think it, um, you know, it delivered. But for me, the main, the main match of this show was Josh Alexander and El Fantasma. That was fantastic. And if it was me, I would have put that match because of El Fantasma being in from New Japan and the deal with them, I would have put that as the main event and then I would have put the six-man scramble in that spot on the card just so then it felt a little bit less kind of busy with people up the main part of the card. But that's maybe me being a little bit too pedant pedantic and being a bit too smarky, so I'm not going to dwell on it. But this whole show was great. You know, everybody gave great performances. I loved the storyline elements that were brought into the show. I loved the um, X Division tag match. I loved the knockouts TV, uh, tag team match. I thought that was great. And, you know, I thought it was a really fun, as with all Impact shows, a really fun, easy watch. There was nothing on the show I didn't like. And, yeah, I definitely recommend if you get time, check it out. You know, there's nothing on this, I would say, to not watch, definitely watch it all and enjoy it. You know, I thought it was fantastic. You know, another knockout of the park for um for Impact. And as always, thank you, Fight, for allowing me the opportunity to review this show as well for you all. And just to finish off, as always, you can find BBG Wrestling on Twitter at BBG Wrestling, and you can find BBG Wrestling on our website at www.bbgwrestling.com. So that is it for me, Stephen Jackson, with another fight review. Thank you for listening, everybody, and take care.